Welcome to Aligned Attraction, the go-to intimacy podcast for powerful women. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lee Noto, master intimacy coach and psychedelic therapist, and I help powerful women like you unleash your wild feminine power so you can create heart-throbbing love. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts on love, sex, and relationships, and I'll also coach women like you to create the most delicious transformation in their love lives. You ready? Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Aligned Attraction. I'm Lee Noto, Master Intimacy Coach, Psychedelic Therapist, and Co-Founder of Aligned Attraction. And I have the great pleasure of being joined today by my partner, Ani. What's up? He is also Co-Founder of Aligned Attraction, and we are celebrating today. We are really, really celebrating because just a couple of nights ago, we co-led a life-changing experience called The Commitment Code. And that is a small portion of what we're going to be talking about today, what happened inside The Commitment Code and why it was revolutionary for the single women that were there and the shifts they were able to make in the short time they were with us that evening. And we're going to give you some of those morsels today so that you can take some of what we shared, make some direct shifts in your dating and love life right now. And we're going to talk about this concept of desire and why desire has felt so dangerous for many of us, myself included, Ani included, and how to shift from desire feeling dangerous to desire being a fuel source for creating every single thing we wish to create in life, including calling in a committed masculine partner, and if you've already started dating one, how to really allow that relationship to flourish. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And we're also going to share um, some really beautiful details about a program that we're running together called Aligned Attraction. So if you are a single woman who's listening to this right now and you are dreaming and craving of calling in your beloved, that man who's doing the inner work and who's ready to show up and play full out in relationship, or if you're dating that person already, you just started seeing him and you really want to create the ability and capacity to allow a relationship like that to flourish for the long term, then you are going to want to listen to this podcast all the way through. And, and, and... Um, I think we're also going to be sharing a link to watch the replay of the Commitment Code workshop that we hosted, and that's going to be up for a limited time. Um, and I really, really recommend you do so because I think we had 30 women show up live to that, and they stayed the whole way. And in this world where our attention is just so limited and we get distracted because we're used to, um, you know, scrolling TikToks and Instagram reels and all that stuff. The fact that these women, 30 of them showed up and stayed for over three hours is a testament to how life-changing this is. So I think you owe it to yourself to click the link, watch the whole thing, or just listen to it, just pop it on 
um, put on your headphones, go for a walk, do something because this experience, I'm not even going to say information or concepts, this experience will change your life. And what we want to unpack today in this conversation is a theme that we saw come up several times for the women in the Commitment Code workshop. And that theme is all around desire. And so what we saw was that a lot of women, and feel into if this is true for you, because Lee and I were out on a walk this morning and we we reconnected to this idea of desire on some level feeling dangerous uh, for ourselves in a totally different context. And what we found was that a lot of these women in the commitment code experience were cutting off the fullness and the full expression of their desire. They were shrinking the possibility of what they wanted, of what they wanted to experience, of the kind of relationship, how they wanted to feel in this relationship, how good it could possibly get, how amazing it could possibly feel, the caliber of this man. And we were talking this morning and we realized that as human beings, we all do this. And we do this in every single area of our life. We do this with money. We do this with our work. We do this in our relationships. We do this in all of these small ways because deep down, we're afraid of the disappointment of our desire not being met. Deep down, as soon as we open up to a desire, whatever that might be for, there is an equal amount of potential that gets created for that desire not being met. And when that desire is not met, we experience some level of pain, of disappointment, and that's not something we have to, we choose to, right? Because we get attached to these things. And then we also open up to the possibility that those uh, covert contracts that we create with the universe won't be met or covert contracts that we create with other people in our life. And when our desire isn't fulfilled, then we'll experience pain, then we'll be disappointed, and then we will feel this sense of loss, loss of the thing or that experience that we want so much, that we want so badly. And the pain of that loss is something that we do everything we can to avoid. And so typically, what do we do? We make the desire smaller. We shrink the possibility of what we want because we're afraid to get hurt, because we're afraid of disappointment, because we're afraid of failure, because we're afraid of loss. And this is um, a jujitsu move that happens unconsciously. It happens often automatically. And how it shows up is that we're just afraid to want things or we're afraid to want things that much. Mm. So what we do is that we don't allow us allow ourselves to connect with the pure desire because desire on some level feels dangerous. So we're afraid to want things and we're afraid to want things that much. And particularly as women, We've been taught to keep our desires small, that we're selfish for wanting something, or that we're taking up too much space, or that we're too needy. 
And so we we have been indoctrinated with this conditioning that to want something is inappropriate, to want something for ourselves, to want something for our lives. It's okay if we want something for others, but it's not okay if we want something for ourselves. So how this manifests in dating is we might settle for someone that doesn't actually feel like a match for us because we're afraid that if we really go for the guy we want, and if we really identify the kind of man we want, the kind of relationship we want, then one, we may have to put in some inner work to actually create that, which change feels scary for our our reptile brain that loves stability and sameness as a means of survival. And we're afraid that if we really go for the thing we want and we really put ourselves out there, we really try our best and we really give it our all, if we don't get the thing, then it's going to affirm the narrative that we've been secretly holding about ourselves all along, which is that we're not worthy of having it. We don't deserve to have it. We're not good enough to have it. And so we engineer this entire mind fuck game with ourselves to not really go for the thing we want, to not really go for the man we want, and to not really identify what it is we want. Because if we even identify it, we will start to feel the gap or the longing, which is what I would really call it. We'll start to really come in contact with the longing that exists between where we are right now and the reality that we're deeply craving to live from that we're deeply craving to experience. And the thing about how so many of us have been raised, myself and Ani included, is that we weren't taught how to be with a longing. We are we are raised up in this society and culture of instant gratification. If I want it, I must have it right now. And we're getting all of these instant dopamine hits from TikTok and Instagram and drive-through food and swiping right on people on apps. And we're constantly feeding our brains dopamine and we're not allowing ourselves the space to long for something, right? It's like when we have that challenge with sitting in meditation, even for 60 seconds, because we have a scratch or an itch, or we have this thought, we're not taught how to allow the itch to be there. Hold that discomfort. Right. To be with the itch. So there's something really, really poignant and powerful that you're pointing at right now, which is this idea that we've been talking about around creating a container to hold that discomfort, creating a container to hold that longing. Because if we don't do that, then it quickly turns into frustration, dissatisfaction, um, feeling sorry or shitty uh, for ourselves because we're not there yet. We don't have it yet. As you pointed out, that distance from between where we are and what we have to where we want to be and what we want to have. And so because we're uncomfortable fundamentally with that longing, because we haven't developed the capacity to hold that longing without it turning into another way we beat ourselves up and you know make ourselves feel shitty about um, the exact place that we are in, we collapse that desire. We collapse that longing. And what happens is that we fixate on the gap between where we are and where we want to be. And that turns into fear that we're never going to get there. We're never going to have the thing. So instead of desire driving everything from how we feel, 
what we do and the choices we make, how we show up with people in our life, how we show up in dating and relationships, how we show up with our work or you know everything else, we are driven by the fear that we'll never have it. We're driven by the pain of separation from the place we want to be at, from the people we want to be with, from the things we want to have. Right. And as you were saying that, what came up for me is the question, why? Why would we, in our right mind, focus on the gap and focus on the fear? And what is the case for so many of us, I'll I'll speak for myself on that, in all the times that I have fixated on the gap and fixated on the fear is because that was the only thing that I felt like I could control. I can control how much energy I give to something. And because it has been so habituated to focus on the lack and the scarcity, because we are, you know, definitely a part of a time in in society where there's a lot of focus on scarcity versus abundance and what is great and working, it, it has given me a sense of control in my life. So if I can just focus on the gap and fix the gap and fix myself because I am broken or I am not enough, then I have some semblance of control in a reality where control is just an illusion. So there is a, a very deep existential angst that arises, I think, for so many of us in this kind of experience because we don't typically have a lot of control that we can conceive of in you know, normal 3D reality around what desires we manifest. Of course, we have a lot more agency over that than we're aware of. But in the way that most of us are raised, we don't really have a sense of control. But we can control, you know, the fact that we can use punishment or um, self-judgment or self-criticism as a way to, quote unquote, keep ourselves in line and try to behave as a way to keep uh, love, approval, which really in our minds equates to safety and belonging. Well, also, you know, we the control thing is something that shows up because we try to control other people as a way to stay in the familiar and create certainty, even if it's the certainty of more shittiness. Right, right. It's like, you know, if I'm going to feel shitty, I'm going to fucking control it and I'm going to make sure that I'm the one who's creating the shittiness. Mm-hmm. But it's a subconscious mechanism. And then we'll filter out the people who challenge us. Yeah. Because someone, let's say we're, you know, in a dating context and, you know, you're the the true full manifestation of everything that I might dream of, but you also come with the potential for me not getting that desire met and for me to let's say pursue you in that context i have to be okay with it not working out mm. i have to give up control i have to surrender my uh desire to create certainty for myself mm. so of often what people do is that they'll play small yeah they won't go after what they really want Mm-hmm. because there is a risk inherent in that, that they're not going to get it. And so we indirectly or directly try to control other people by filtering out those possibilities that could give us everything that we want, but come with this massive risk. 
And so we're always optimizing for control, for certainty, for just feeling like we have more agency. But in the process of that, we really turn away from everything that we want. And the biggest yeah. issue with this is that for a lot of people, they don't even realize the fullness of what they want because right. they've never allowed themselves to acknowledge to themselves or out loud or to the universe or to a friend or anyone that they know who knows them, like truly what they want. Because on some level, as we started this conversation with, it feels dangerous. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I think that I'll speak from personal experience on that. You were the first time in my life meeting you where I actually allowed myself to dream as big as I had the capacity to at the moment for what I wanted in a partner. And right before we met, I had just started doing some of that inner exploration of my desires when it came to romantic partnership. Prior to that, I found myself in partnerships. I fell into partnerships. I was sexually attracted to someone and the sex was good. So then we ended up dating. I'm sure you can relate to this. And I just, they just kind of happened. And I had many great outcomes in that and many not so great outcomes in that way of operating. But I knew that if I wanted to really create an intentional partnership, I would have to decide what that meant for me, who I really wanted to be with as a partner, who I wanted this man to be, how I wanted to feel. And the the going the extra mile in that is who I would need to be to be a match for the partner that I was dreaming of. And I share this story often, but I'll share it again. One of the biggest pivotal moments that I believe allowed me to attract you and to even meet you was one day I was journaling and I remember making a list of all the things I wanted in my dream partner and how I wanted this partner to show up for me. And one of the things I wrote on that list was, I want him to be able to hold me in all of my emotions, no matter how I'm showing up. If I feel angry, if I feel sad, if I feel confused, if I feel joyful and I'm celebrating, I want this man to be able to hold all of me and not get scared away. And I think subconsciously I wrote that because I wanted someone to show up for me in a way that I, I wasn't familiar with how that feeling felt for someone to hold me like that. One, because I didn't really experience that in my childhood. I often felt very turned away for having big emotions or for feeling or crying. And two, because I wasn't in the habit of showing up for myself like that. And as soon as I wrote that bullet, I was like, oh shit, I don't do this for myself. And I'm not sure how it clicked in that moment, maybe because I was writing it and I was able to identify that I am asking for something from someone that I am not willing to do for myself. And in that moment, I just felt like a rush of energy come through me. And I was like, if I want to attract a man who will show up for me like that, I have to learn to start showing up for myself like that. And over the next few weeks and months, I made it my mission to become the list that I had written down and to effectively date myself, to become the best partner to myself. And I shit you not, I met you 
like weeks later after just deciding that that is who I was going to be to myself. So that's an ode to the fact that things don't always have to take a long time. They may, as far as we perceive them, but they also may not. We can manifest and create things very quickly the moment we decide. It's like the moment we decide that we're going to be a certain way or do something, the universe and we start to co-create to make that thing a reality. So the moment I decide I'm going to go on vacation in June and it's May, I'm going to start looking for flights. I'm going to start planning Airbnbs. Like I'm already acting in accordance with that decision. And the universe is going to co-create with me, right? Somebody might say, oh, I have the perfect Airbnb, you know, in California where you're going. And I'll just start to get hints and and support from the universe and from people around me because I've already made that decision and I'm speaking it into reality. There's, so there's almost a sense of the the desire being this point in the quantum field that reconfigures us around it. And the first step is to actually dare to desire. Mm -hmm. The first step is to really make contact with that desire. And for a lot of people who've never touched the outermost limits of their desires, you know, this can be unfamiliar. This can be hard. And I think we're, we owe it to ourselves to constantly keep pushing the boundaries on our desires instead of doing what, you know, most of us do, which is shrink our desires to match what we think is realistically possible. Right. And we cheat ourselves out of the fullness of what we want, of everything that we, you know, truly uh, long for. And I think the second part you know, to reverse engineer what you just shared into a process is really to decide. It's really to take radical responsibility for that desire and ask the question, well, who do I need to be to actually have that? And that's, I think, another thing that, that can be uncomfortable and challenging because it brings up all the ways in which we're not showing up in alignment with that. In your case, Ways that you were not showing up for yourself in that unconditional way. Ways that you were turning away from parts of yourself that felt, you know, maybe not so, not so fun, not so nice, not so comfortable. And I think that's part of that container creation process. And it's that process that forges us into the kind of person who is an energetic match with that that we seek. And then, you know, that quote of um, whatever you seek is seeking you. Mm -hmm. I think that's how that whole process works. And we become a match for that thing. You become a match for that vacation in June. And then all of life's circumstances rearrange themselves to point to that reality. Yes. And the engine of this whole machinery is desire. Mm -hmm. The engine, the juice, the thing, the fuel that makes the car move is desire. And every day, if we can choose to feel desire, we feel that we feel that energy that then creates ripples all around us. And this is very different than, you know, seeing a peak of the desire and then going right into the fear of not having it. 
and then being plagued by um, fearful thoughts and and doubt and you know all of these concessions we make why you know it's not meant for us and that creates a very different reality i think the practice here and what you're saying is that might be the default right now we might come into contact with something we want and then immediately go to justify all the ways it can't happen or shut the idea down but if we just took even a few moments from the 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 second someone says, hey, right, you said, hey, I would love for you to come on this vacation with me in June to California. In that moment, I had some default thinking come up, particularly as it relates to, uh, you know, not being able to work during that time, et cetera. Even if I wasn't able to say, you know what, I would love to come on that vacation with you. That would be so much fun. We can plan this and that. The very next step for any of us, if if you're on the other side listening and saying, I really do desire a man who's doing the inner work. I desire a man who's going to hold all of me. I desire a man who's going to be unflinching in his devotion. I desire a man who I can adventure the world with. Even in hearing me say that, if those fear hormones and sensations and thoughts come up, can there just be a moment of space where you say, okay, I'm noticing fear arise. I'm noticing my brain go to think it's not realistic. I can't have it. He's not out there. I don't know how I'm going to find him. I've already tried the apps and on and on. Just to hold space, even before we get to desire, for recognition and presence with the fear and doubt. We're not trying to say that you have to engineer the fear and doubt away by, by bypassing it and jumping into desire. What we're saying is be present with that and notice it's there. And then when you've noticed it's there, can you expand your awareness and context to also include desire? Can the fear and doubt point to the flip side of it, which is desire? And so, you know, you might say, wow, I really want all of these things in a partner. Oh my gosh, there's a part of me that believes that I can't have that, that it's not possible. He's not out there. He's already taken wow, that's really showing me that I really deeply desire to have that. And there's some part of me that thinks it's not possible. Can I equally hold space for the fear and doubt and for the desire without needing to do anything about any of it and just become aware that this is a part of my very dynamic, diverse, rich reality right now that I am choosing to experience. And, you know, I'll say that this is exactly what we supported the women inside the commitment code to do, right? Because right now, as you're listening to this or you're watching on YouTube, you're hearing us talk about a concept. Where the rubber really meets the road is taking that concept as a cool idea, something that you're going to store away in cognitive memory and really try it on right now. Try it on right this very moment. So instead of just hearing me talk about it and think it's cool and then do nothing with it, I invite you to really get in touch with the desire right now. It could be a desire for the kind of partner relationship you are really dreaming of, a desire for a job, certain amount of money, a family. Take a moment to really state in your mind or out loud what you desire. And then just watch what comes up. Thoughts, feelings, sensations, 
emotions. See what arises as you state that desire. And then just be with that and see if you can take a deep breath, expand the belly, turn the shoulders back just a little bit so that your posture is a little more upright. Turn a smile onto your lips. And then just see if you can allow yourself to have a desire and let it be totally okay and create a space of safety inside of yourself to want what you want. And can you just hold that feeling of desire for three seconds and then five and then 10 and then 30 and build that muscle? You you might even feel a little bit of opening in your chest or perhaps a tightening. Either is fine. Allow your belly to expand. Allow your pelvic floor to drop. Allow your jaw to drop so that there's less tension in your face. And can you just allow that desire for a moment? And so the reason why we ask you to do this in real time is so that you can get a felt sense for what this is like And if you just take this simple practice into your life as you're manifesting your man, your dream job, your dream home, your family, this is all it is. And you're just taking this practice into micro ordinary moments in your life. And you're like, okay, soften a little more, turn my shoulders back, smile, drop my pelvic floor, relax, be with what's coming up and connect back into the desire. We're just bringing you into the gym of manifestation, the gym of creation, the gym of using emotions and desires to create a very specific intentional reality for yourself. This is what we spent probably close to 90 minutes inside the commitment code, walking these women through. And when you watch the replay, I'm going to drop it in the show notes. When you watch the replay, You're going to be guided very specifically through this process. So you're going to be guided to be able to do this more and more. You don't even have to do it on your own right now. We're going to guide you in the workshop. So click the link and watch the replay. It's available till May 8th. And this is a micro experience of what we're going to be sharing over eight weeks inside the Aligned Attraction Program. Now, this is an eight-week immersive experience for women who are doing the inner work. Women, you're living a great life. You've created success in your career. You are on a personal and spiritual development path. And you are ready to call a man in who's also walking that path as well and who can meet you on your level in every sense of the word, emotionally, spiritually, physically, sexually, intellectually. You're ready to call that man in. On this eight-week journey in Aligned Attraction, we are going to help you completely unravel all the parts of you, all the thoughts, narratives, conditioning that is keeping you from living that reality so you can simply be more of who you are at your core. This is not about becoming someone you're not. This is not about trying to engineer more femininity. This is about creating a space of deep safety inside of yourself so that your feminine energy, the energy of emotionality, expression, open-heartedness, surrender, naturally comes through in a way that feels authentic for you. That is what Aligned Attraction is all about. And 
The commitment code is a taster for that. So click the link in the show notes to watch the replay before it disappears on May 8th so that you can really experience what that's like now. And we invite you, if if you are feeling a deep calling to having powerful support on this journey from two masterful intimacy coaches, Ani and I, and you want to be in a community of other badass women who are doing the inner work, who support and celebrate each other, and you want to be able to have the content along with the coaching that guides you to make this transformation very quickly with very little effort, then we want to have you in the program. You have to be there. These eight weeks, and I'll, I'll tell you, the, the, the three-hour workshop is going to change your life, but you really have to have that devotion on the journey. So we invite you into the program. When you watch the replay, you'll get all the program details on that landing page. So you'll have everything right there. And we want to see you inside the program. Yeah, this is honestly taken an entire lifetime for us to get to. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's been decades of you and I doing the inner work and uh, bumping into a lot of shit, right? That's a part of both of our natural design in life is the way you and I are designed is that we bump into shit and then we learn and we learn for others. A part of our design is role model. And this is from a body of work called human design. And we are meant to bump into shit and learn the lessons so that we can bring those lessons back and teach others. So what we promise to you in this program is that we have distilled out all of the challenges and lessons so that you can have the most potent teachings and the most potent experience to create the result in as little time as possible with as little effort as possible. Yeah, you're so going what- to get a taste for that in, in the Commitment Code workshop. But I think, you know, what we're really offering is a direct path. Mm, yeah. You know, I say this a lot, but it can be so much easier mm-hmm. than people make it out to be. And so often it's all our thoughts about, you know, our inherent worthiness for what we desire like, do I really deserve that? Can I really have that? Like, is that really possible? What am I going to have to to give up for that? You know, if it's money, then am I going to have to give up all my time, all my freedom, all my energy, um, and you know, sacrifice all other parts of myself just to have this? And then we talk ourselves out of wanting it, and it works the same way with love. And something that we saw in many of the women who showed up for this workshop was that. There's a deep fear of intimacy. Deep down and watch the workshop because you need to really understand this. If if you're a woman looking to, you know, attract a really high value man and have, you know, the, the relationship, the partnership of your dreams, you have to understand this because this may or may not be you, but a lot of women we talk to, deep down, unconsciously, they fear intimacy. They consciously want intimacy, they want the partner, but it's not happening or it's not happening in the way that they desire. And what they don't realize is that unconsciously they're pushing it away. Mm-hmm. They're pushing it away because either they're afraid of getting engulfed and swallowed up, 
what that really means is that they don't have good boundaries. And so they don't think they can maintain their individuality because in past relationships or in their childhood, they lost their sense of self. Mm-hmm. And they lost, they had to disconnect from themselves, their needs, their fears, their desires, their boundaries in order to, to you know, maintain relationship, to have connection. And so underneath, there's a big fear that, you know, if they are connected, they lose themselves. And there are many other such covert contracts that are operating inside. And so this is not just... um this is not just a teaching in terms of, you know, whether it's conventional, you know, manifestation. It's not just about the dating. It's not just about, you know, how we show up in these contexts. This is really about developing a strong, healthy, unshakable sense of self. Because we were talking about boundaries. Without boundaries, intimacy is not possible. It's just not possible. So we need boundaries for intimacy. And a lot of people struggle with boundaries. So to keep the baseline level of safety and connection to themselves, they push away relationships, right? We experience this in our relationship. So I think the last thing that I want to say is that you're going to get a feel for this from from the workshop, but we're not doing any of this stuff from the you know position or authority of so-called experts we're a living breathing example of the kind of relationship that i think a lot of people long for and that's not because we have it all figured out or we have the perfect relationship that's free of any conflict that's free of any friction where nothing comes up but in fact we're bearing ourselves and our souls completely in this process and I think that is way more powerful in helping people navigate these situations, you know, than the illusion of perfection where we're, you know, absorbing, trying to digest these concepts and this cognitive wisdom where invariably there becomes a huge gap between what we know we need to do and actually doing it, what we think we want and actually having it. So I think you should definitely check out the replay. It's again available till when? May 8th. May 8th. And yeah. on that note, we kick off the program Aligned Attraction on May 10th. So if you are hearing this and it is before that date, run. Don't walk, run. I am telling you, this work has changed our lives. We have worked with countless women and we've worked with couples as well. And it has changed their lives. So we are all walking, breathing testaments of this. And yeah, if for some reason it's past May 10th, send me a direct message on Instagram at Linoto underscore, or shoot me an email, hello at linoto.com. And I will let you know where we're at in the process and how you can get started. Get on it. Even if you need to 1.5x the recording or 2x it, just so you can get through everything. Promise you it will change your life. Beautiful. On that note, it was so awesome as always having you on the podcast, babe. I love you so much. And to everyone who's listening, until next time, I'm sending you so much love and good vibes. And if you know a woman in your life that needs to hear this, send it to her ASAP.
All right. Peace out. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show and spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart-throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that. www.leenoto.com Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes. Thank you.